Good evening and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, a program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, the complete guide to complementary and alternative therapies. Tonight our topic is Reiki and our guest is William Lee Rand, master teacher of Yusui and Karuna Reiki, author of several books on Reiki, and founder of the International Center for Reiki Training. Thank you for joining me this evening, William. Well, thank you. Yes. I believe that Reiki is actually one of the most popular forms of energy healing in America today. According to some of my research, the last government survey, which was 2004, found that 1% of all Americans had used Reiki at some point. So we're talking about millions of people. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it has grown in popularity. It, it really uh, started getting more popular in the mid-90s, and it has just grown. And now, basically, just about everybody has heard of Reiki or had a treatment or even they practice Reiki. Well, I know many have heard of it, but don't really understand what it's all about. So hopefully we can fill in some of the gaps for them this evening. Sure. And I guess my first question has to be, Reiki is actually composed of two words, isn't it? Well, yeah, two Japanese uh, kanji, uh, rei and ki. Rei would be uh, defined as like the higher power, the source, the origin, higher consciousness. Some might even say God. And then key is the life energy, which is the energy that animates everything that's alive. So there's this basic subtle sort of energy that uh, in um, Asian philosophy tends to uh, imply that uh, we have this subtle energy. And it's um, what keeps us alive as human beings with everything, um, trees and plants and flowers and birds and so forth, all have this subtle energy flowing through them. So Reiki is um, this subtle energy, the life force being guided by the higher power. And I guess that's probably a pretty good definition of what Reiki is. Period. Well, that's the definition of the word, but the, the practice itself can be defined as a style of stress reduction and relaxation that also promotes healing. And it's done with the hands. You place your hands on a person, and the Reiki energy flows through the practitioner into the client and creates the healing and the uh, stress reduction. Is it actual physical contact, William, or is it near touch? Well, it can be uh, actual very light touch or just an inch or so away. Either way. Okay. Because I that was one of my personal questions because I'd heard it described both ways. Yeah, people have done it both ways. The traditional way is the actual touching, but some people do prefer to have a hand an inch or so away. And uh, there are hand placements around the head and shoulders, the stomach, and the legs and feet. And uh, treatment takes about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. How exactly does Reiki work? Well, uh, as I was saying, uh, Reiki is based on the idea that we have this subtle life force energy flowing through us. So... Uh, basically, what, what happens with the Reiki uh, treatment is that the Reiki energy will flow through the practitioner from what you might say the universal supply, and this Reiki energy is all around us. Uh, it comes from what some feel to be a higher dimension, and then uh, flows through the practitioner into the client, and it um, supplements the client's regular life energy with the uh, Reiki, which then uh, will go in and actually facilitate uh, stress reduction and healing. So, you know, just uh, relaxation itself can promote healing because if your capillaries are constricted, the blood flow can't get to the organs and tissues. It can't carry away uh, the toxins and can't bring in the nutrients. So by relaxing in a deep sort of way, then uh, that alone would, you know, supply or create healing. As you're saying, modern medicine is just beginning to scratch the surface on the health uh, problems that stress causes. So yeah. it's a huge advantage. Yes. Is there anything in particular uh, other than the general stress relief that Reiki is good for? Are there any types of uh, illnesses that it's proven very uniquely qualified for? Well, it's very good for headaches, stomach aches, um, 
uh, it actually facilitates uh, the healing of cuts and uh, sprains. It, uh, of course, it gets a sprain and they apply Reiki to it right away. It, uh, the sprain often goes away, like within a few minutes. Nurses have found in hospitals that uh, it helps improve appetite, helps people sleep better, uh, more relaxed, of course, and it, it tends to uh, reduce the negative side effects of uh, medical treatments like chemotherapy, uh, radiation, and so forth. How did Reiki actually come to America? Well, it was brought to America by a woman named Mrs. Takata, and she had studied in Japan and just before World War II and uh, traveled to Hawaii and began teaching and practicing there, and that was in 1938. She practiced all the way until uh, she passed on in 1980, and she had trained at that point 22 teachers who then continued to, to teach and practice. Is that what people mean when they talk about uh, their lineage? The lineage goes back all the way to Dr. Asui, the man that originated Reiki in Japan. So uh, Reiki is something that's passed on, and it's not taught in the usual way, but in a class you actually receive what's called an attunement, and it's the attunement that actually turns on your Reiki energy. So as soon as you receive the attunement, immediately you're able to actually do healing after that, and all you have to do is place your hands on someone and think of Reiki, and the energy will just start flowing all by itself. And so that attunement is something that's also passed on from Dr. Asui all the way down through the Reiki lineage, the teachers, the series of teachers that have you know, taught one after the other all the way up to the teacher you might be uh, taking Reiki from. But obviously it sounds like that's something important to ask uh, when you are looking for a Reiki practitioner. Well, I think so, but generally most people have their lineage going back to Dr. Asui. I think another good question would be who did you study with and how much training did you have and how long have you practiced and things like that. How long does a session last if you want to take a class? what's in the class, you know, and so forth, just to get a background and also the content of what they're providing. How does it feel to have Reiki done on you? It's like, um, you know, a very deeply relaxing uh, sensation. A lot of people will fall asleep on the table, but often will feel like a glowing radiance is kind of flowing through you, just a very soothing, warm, kind of relaxing feeling. Um, it can really release uh, not only physical stress but also emotional and mental stress. If people have worry or doubt or fear or anything like that, it just tends to just break that up and you kind of let go and just feel wonderfully refreshed and more optimistic and centered and so forth. Wonderful attributes. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, too, not only can you receive a treatment from someone else, but once you've taken a class, you can actually give yourself a treatment. So just sitting there, placing your hands on yourself, and uh, you start to feel really good. So you can recharge your own batteries. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do Reiki practitioners ever run out of this energy? Uh, no, it's not something that you would run out. It's, it doesn't come from the practitioner. Like I say, it comes from a universal supply that many feel to be uh, exists on a higher dimension. And um, so it's just an abundance of the energy is available. So you never run out. And whenever you give a treatment, you're, you're not really using your own energy. You're using the Reiki energy that's flowing through you so you never feel depleted or that uh, you're drained or anything like that after a treatment. You actually feel more uplifted because the energy not only treats the client, but it's treating the practitioner as well. Which means there's a double benefit involved. Oh, yeah. There's always an incentive there to give a treatment because you're going to feel better just by giving Reiki to someone else. That's one reason to explain why so many people are interested in it these days. Obviously, yeah. if it's something you give but get as well, that's that's a win-win situation. It sure is, yeah. Is Reiki the same as uh, what the Chinese call qi? Well, qi is the same as qi, so, you know, technically they're similar, but actually Reiki is a special kind of qi, so 
like I say, it's chi or ki being guided by, you might say, God, the higher power, this divine wisdom. So it's a little different than just pure chi or ki. It does have some guidance involved in it. Or some That's right, of, yeah. Of an yeah. intelligence, I guess, would be a different way to, to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to give you a little bit better description of healing itself, there are different kinds of healing, and some healing involves where the practitioner develops, uh, builds up their own key or healing energy within them, and they direct it with their own mind into the, the client. Um, so that's one style. But Reiki, we feel, is a little more evolved than that. Uh, the energy is not coming from something that we do to build it up. It just flows through us automatically, and it's guided by this higher level of wisdom that uh, it doesn't actually, the client doesn't actually, um, or the, the practitioner doesn't actually guide it themselves. It has this higher wisdom within it. There are actually several different types of Reiki, aren't there? In fact, uh, I believe, according to my web research on your website, that uh, you developed the Karuna Reiki. That's right. After uh, Mrs. Takata brought Reiki to the West and then she passed on, uh, you know, being the inventive people that we are, people have developed various different styles of Reiki, and I did develop uh, Karuna Reiki in uh, 1994. How is that different than traditional Reiki? In traditional Reiki, you've got basically four symbols, and each of the symbols that you use embodies a certain quality of energy. With Karuna, you've got eight new symbols, so there's more frequencies or uh, types of energy that you can employ in your treatment, and because of that, it's, it's more versatile. So just like if a prepair person would, were to come to your house to repair a refrigerator and they just had three tools, well, they could do some repairs, but if they had like, you know, 20 different tools, then, of course, they could do a lot of repairs. So similar analogy to Karuna Reiki. You've got more frequencies of healing energy that you're working with. Which means they can more uh, accurately use the right tool for exactly the right situation. Correct. And then the healing seems to take place faster and deeper. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. What about, what is it, Raku Kai Reiki? Raku Ki, yeah. Well, that was a style, yeah, that would combine uh, Tibetan shamanism with Reiki, and uh, it was one of the earlier variations of Reiki. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. One of the things that confuses a lot of people, me included, is the different flavors and different styles that are out there and what they all represent. Yeah, well, generally, um, if it's Reiki, if, if they have a lineage going back to Dr. Asui, it's going to be a very similar energy. Where can a person find a Reiki practitioner? Well, we do have some practitioners listed on our website at uh, reiki.org. That's www.reiki.org. There's, if you look at uh, the classes, you'll see the teachers, and they actually give treatments as well. But there's another location, which is the uh, International Association of Reiki Professionals, IARP.org. They also list practitioners, and um, that's a reputable organization as well. So I would say our organization, reiki.org or IARP.org, those are two reputable organizations where you can go and uh, find people who are qualified to do Reiki treatments. Is it easy to learn Reiki? You, you mentioned the attunement. I mean, is, is there any outside? It's quite easy. Yeah, it's quite easy. You could learn, uh, you can become a, a Reiki healer in a weekend. And uh, the classes involve just the discussion of the history, what Reiki is, how it works, and then uh, you get the attunement, and then you practice. And um, 
that's basically it. It's quite simple, and uh, anybody can learn to do it. I assume finding a Reiki teacher uh, would be the same process as finding a practitioner, that using those two uh, accredited websites would be the best way? That's a good, good way to do it, yes. Mm-hmm. And when you're a student of Reiki, is there any preparation needed for the attunement process? Is there anything that you need to do to get uh, ready for it? Generally not. We just ask people to, um, you know, do things that are, um, you know, just logical, like get enough rest and avoid uh, caffeine drinks or alcohol or anything like that. But other than that, there's nothing really you need to do. Anyone can learn to do it. It's quite simple. And I have to ask this question, although I already know the answer, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people want me to ask for it, is is it possible for Reiki to do any harm, uh, like the side effects on prescription drugs? We haven't found any uh, negative side effects from it. Um, it always seems to do good. It is just the life energy that we're adding, and the life energy has its own wisdom, and it knows how to help the body be healthy. So uh, just like if when you get a good night's rest, you wake up in the morning, you have more life energy, it's the same kind of thing. You just feel better from it. So we haven't found any contraindications except, you know, something uh, like uh, if a person has a burn, you wouldn't, of course, touch the burn with your hand. But you can treat the person by having the hands away or treating other parts of their body that aren't burned, and the energy will then go and you know, uh, help the burn area to heal faster. So, uh, but no, there aren't really any contraindications for it. And we've actually had you know, a long history in, in mankind of, of the healing tradition of what they call laying on hands in the Christian tradition and other schools. I mean, it's not like uh, this hasn't had a tremendous long history of success, obviously, because it continues. Sure, it's been long, around for a long time, and... Um, it seems as though with our, our uh, move towards a higher technological society that people want balance, so they're looking for something to balance that out. And so, you know, laying out of hands, things like Reiki, uh, you know, come in and help people get more of that um, human element into their lives. Can you do Reiki at a distance, or do you have to actually be uh, in contact with the practitioner? Yeah, when you when you take the second level class, there's a symbol there for, uh, for distant healing, and so. You can actually, just by having a photo of a person or their name written on a piece of paper, you can use this distant symbol that will actually make a psychic connection or spiritual connection with a person, and you can send Reiki to them at a distance. Which makes it very easy to use. Quite versatile, yes. <laughs> yeah, especially if you've got, you know, half a dozen people sending you Reiki. And it just really it multiplies the effect. Can Reiki be used with mainstream medicine uh, as with some other types of CAM? Uh, certainly it can. In fact, it is used in hospitals. There is a Reiki website called ReikiInHospitals.org, and uh, there are, at this point, 47 hospitals listed that are using Reiki as a, a regular part of the services that they offer their patients. And uh, so it is used in conjunction with uh, conventional medicine. In fact, that's what we recommend, that people not substitute Reiki for conventional medicine, but use it in addition to. So if you have a medical condition, we recommend people see a doctor or a therapist, and then get Reiki treatments in addition to that. Obviously, there is a building body of evidence that Reiki has tremendous health benefits if the hospitals are starting to use it. Certainly, yeah, it does work, and there are uh, scientific studies that have been done, uh, preliminary at this point, but they do show a positive benefit. And, of course, there's just the evidence of um, that the nurses and the practitioners get from actually doing it. They know that it helps people. Well, and I know that there is research being funded by the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, a division of the NIH. There was just an article recently from the University of Connecticut about one of their studies uh, involving uh, healing touch. And they were showing That's that right. uh, yeah. the cells, they actually had three different groups of cells in the Petri dishes. One uh, was given healing energy by 
professionals that knew what they were doing. One got sham uh, treatment by people who had no clue what they were doing, and then uh, the other group of cells got no treatment whatsoever. And uh, the way the news report was saying is there was a significant difference in the growth rate of the cells that were getting the healing energy. Yes, yeah. Um, there are studies like that now coming out, and it is showing that uh, Reiki does work. So it is uh, pretty amazing to get the, the hard scientific evidence to demonstrate that. But uh, I think, you know, we were saying if people have used this for thousands of years, there must be something to it. Absolutely. What I found interesting, and, and a question I get occasionally uh, as a result of the book, is when they're talking about healing energy, that, that yes, we can make things, uh, you know, cells reproduce faster and stronger and better. And they say, well, isn't that going to make my cancer uh, even worse? And yet this research out of University of Connecticut was showing that the cancer cells uh, that they were testing did have, excuse me, had no change in their growth rate. So the healing energy uh, was not, you know, like throwing gas on a fire. It was guided by an intelligence that said, no, these cells obviously do not need any more energy. Exactly. It's not just... Um you know, energy by itself, but it's uh, it, it does have its own wisdom, and uh, it is guided. So, yeah, is, it definitely uh, works in that way. Is Reiki considered a religion in any way? Uh, no, it's not a religion. It is a spiritual practice, but uh, there is no religious um, dogma or uh, belief that's required. People uh, of all different religious backgrounds, uh, you know, study Reiki in practice, and they find that it, it uh, complements their religious beliefs. And I know just because uh, you're a Reiki master and, and all these other things, uh, sometimes you need to get Reiki occasionally. I understand you actually uh, had a very serious health episode a couple of years ago yourself where Reiki was very beneficial. Absolutely, yeah. I had a heart attack and most people say, well, what happened? <laughs> well, how'd you you're a Reiki uh, practitioner. How could you have a heart attack? Well, yeah, I actually had uh, my arteries were good and it was just uh, some sort of fluke, but um, I did request Reiki to my, uh, uh, I, I sent an email out to my uh, my very large Reiki uh, email list and um, probably feel there were at least 5,000 people who sent me Reiki and I had a complete recovery. Often with a heart attack, a person's depressed or down, I felt elated, I felt up, I was positive and in about, I think it was about five weeks, I went back for a test and they couldn't find any evidence of heart damage and my heart was completely normal. And I had no restrictions, five weeks, no restrictions, (laughs) and yeah, nothing. I was absolutely elated. I thought it was just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it made me extremely happy. And now, of course, when I work with people, I can come from experience because I had a heart attack. I recovered from it. I know what it's like, and I can work with people with serious illnesses and really do a lot better for them because I had had my own experience. So. I think that may have been one of the reasons that that happened, just so that I would be able to have an experience uh, like that and recover from it and be able to help people even more. And become a walking testimonial for Reiki. That's right. Yes. William, thank you for taking the time to talk with me tonight about Reiki. I appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. My pleasure. And for our listeners who are interested in learning more, they can go to your website, which is www.reiki.com. Dot org or reiki.org. That's right. And you've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back next week with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd also love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. 
This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.